Like you don't need to feel shame about wanting to get your client's results. Of course you want to be validated. Of course you want your work to be recognized. There is nothing morally wrong with that. You wanna feel good, you wanna feel safe, and you don't need to punish yourself for that. You're listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perrick, a business and mindset coach who specializes in imposter syndrome. If you feel like you're not as smart, capable, or worthy as you actually are, and that someone is going to find you out, then you've come to the right place. I went from being a struggling government worker, working my coaching business on the side, but feeling unworthy and burnt out, to making multiple six figures helping women overcome imposter syndrome so they too can sign clients, make bank, and have the business or career of their dreams. I am nothing special. I have a stuttering disability, ADHD, and I struggle with anxiety and depression. So if I can learn how to feel good enough and overcome my inner imposter, then so can you. Let's dig in. Hello, my beautiful people. How are we today? I am good. And this week, when you're listening to this, I am gearing up to go to North Carolina for my coach's million dollar event right? Like when you're listening to this, I'm only two days away. I'm getting my hair done on Thursday and then I'm flying out on Friday. So for those of you who don't know, I am in DL Sharon's Mastermind Liberation and she is putting on an event for all of her clients on Saturday. And then the Mastermind is having a private training day with her on the Sunday, which is very exciting. I cannot wait to see my Mastermind sisters, to get coached and just to honestly get out of the fucking country. And actually, Dustin and I are looking to do an all-inclusive in November because he has a week off for vacation and he was like, I need to do something. And I was like, okay, bet. This is why um, this is why I run a business so I can literally pick up and leave whenever I want. So very excited for that. It's all very overdue. I haven't been out of the country since December 2019. Um, I've been on like a couple of trips out to Alberta, out in Western Canada for my older brother's wedding and for just seeing family but um I haven't been out of the country in a couple of years now so again long overdue I really can't wait and I have been so happy to onboard new private clients recently and they are already blowing me away with the changes they are making in themselves and in their businesses and if you are ready to clear the limiting beliefs the fears and the not good enough stories so you can take action towards your goals feel confident and enjoy the work that you do like actually enjoy your business and transform into the person you know you're meant to be sign the clients make the money grow your business apply now for private coaching at the link in my show notes. This is a six month coaching container, 8,000 US dollars pay in full, or there is a payment plan available. So today might be a long one, y'all. I had so much to say when I was writing out the script for this. I have so much to say about all things clients. And you may be asking, Jill, how do you relate everything back to imposter syndrome? And that's because everything is related to imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome affects every fucking thing in your business, like everything. And clients, signing them, working with them, holding space for them, is just another layer that's unlocked when it comes to feeling good enough and like you're doing your job. So let's get the elephant out of the room, which is definitely not the phrase. But when I was writing it out, I was like, this feels right. I'm going to say this. And the elephant in the room is the fear of not getting your clients results. This is probably one of the number one fears that my clients come to me with. And this is a fear that will hold you back 
from everything, from marketing, from showing up, from selling your services in general. When you're working with clients, it'll manifest as anxiety and fear that you're not helping them. And you almost become anxiously attached to your clients and their results, hoping they'll get a result so you can feel good about yourself, but you only allow yourself to feel as good as the last result that they get. It's like this TikTok that I saw where this woman was talking about anxious attachment. And she said a truth bomb about being anxiously attached is you only feel as safe as your last interaction with that person. And when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, that is like client results. You're almost, again, anxiously attached to your clients and their results, hoping they'll get the results so you can feel good about yourself, but you only allow yourself to feel as good as the last result that they get. Isn't that wild? This means that your holding space for your clients doesn't really exist because if they have a problem or a fear, you spin out as well. You internalize it. Am I fucking reading your mind right now? Because this was definitely me in the beginning of my business. And again, this comes back to feeling good enough and like you are doing enough. It can also come back to perfectionism, which is really just a defense mechanism for imposter syndrome, right? If you have really high standards for yourself, almost impossible standards, which is also very normal for somebody who feels like a fraud, it's possible that it doesn't matter what results your clients get, it's never good enough. And notice the energy that you show up in. Because first of all, you are leading by example. If you don't think a win is worth celebrating, your clients won't think so either. And your client trusts you or else they wouldn't be paying you. And while your inner imposter wants to crumble under this pressure or wants to stress you out, feeling not good enough and questioning yourself constantly, you have to step into your worthy woman identity here. You have to lead by example and be the coach that your client needs. My coach DL often talks about the dream coach identity that we talk about in her mastermind. You have to be your client's dream coach and you already are their dream coach, but are you actually embodying that? Like this is very similar to your worthy woman identity, which is something that I talk about with my own clients in terms of when you check in with yourself, are you actually being that worthy woman identity, that highest self identity? So here's the thing. I want to help you reframe your fear of not getting your client's results as evidence that you fucking care, that you are a pure human being who wants to get your client's results, even if it starts out for selfish reasons, even if you do want to get them the results so you can feel good. There's nothing morally wrong with that. I just want you to like let that sink in. <sighs> like you don't need to feel shame about wanting to get your client's results. Of course you want to be validated. Of course you want your work to be recognized. There is nothing morally wrong with that. You want to feel good. You want to feel safe and you don't need to punish yourself for that, right? And I actually have a story about this. So one of my private clients has been working so hard to get a client, showing up, doing the mindset work, and then she got an inquiry and she freaked out. Like so much fear, imposter syndrome, what if I can't do this? And I just told her, what if the fear was okay? What if this was a perfectly normal reaction to doing all this work on yourself and then getting what you want? Because it's scary to set an intention and set a goal and not achieve that goal. But it's even scarier to set an intention and set a goal and to get what you want. 
you know, I was working with another client not too long ago and she uncovered how she's actually afraid to get what she wants. She's actually afraid for the success to happen because she's very comfortable in this space of I'm doing all the work, I'm doing all the work and things don't work out for me. She has an identity of that, right? So when things actually start going your way and things start working, you're like, holy shit, this rubs up against the identity that I have of myself, that I have of myself of not being good enough. And remember, my book is called You're Not Special for a Reason. You are not special. You think that you are. You think you're a special snowflake that the universe left out, but you are just as capable as everybody else in this world. For so many of us, getting the actual results that we're trying to create, it changes the narrative that things don't work out for us. Again, that we're a special snowflake who doesn't get what we want. And that is scary and threatening to our nervous systems to get what we want to actually be morphing into the identity of our highest selves. So again, what if we reframed your fear to care for your clients and their results? And what if it isn't something to be afraid of? What if we leaned into the fear and saw it with compassion? Like, ah, yes, this is my inner child coming up, right? Like for me, little Jilly was afraid to let people down. Little Jilly was afraid that she wouldn't be enough. And this pattern is a program I've always run before. How can I change this pattern? How do I usually react to this? And how can I change this narrative? And y'all, this fear never comes true, ever. Like, can you imagine going into the container as your best self, having so much time with your client, and then being the best fit for your container, and them not getting results? It would be impossible. I don't even think that that the sphere is correct. It's more so you have a perfectionistic view of results and you want to make sure that you feel safe because it might be uncomfortable to work with someone when you feel like you're not delivering. But that is a safety issue that is rooted in you. And actually, let's let your brain go there, which is something I do with my clients all the time. I always say, like, let's go to worst case scenario. Let's go to what you actually think is going to happen, right? What if they don't get the results that you promised? Again, unlikely that they will get no results at all, but what if you're a business coach and you said you'd help them sign a client and they don't? So first of all, everybody has their own process, everybody. No client looks the same, no journey looks the same. And second of all, when this happens, this is not a time to withdraw or let your inner imposter beat you down or to throw the towel in on your business, okay? It's an opportunity for you to be a problem solver. I talk about this all the time with my clients that you have to take the focus off I'm not good enough and instead move into how can I solve this problem when we make something mean we're not enough it's like we're hitting a dead end it's like we're at the end of the road and we're like fuck there's nowhere else to go this one time um back in my childhood when I was a kid we had this dead end at the end of my road and my dad had us on this thing it's called a gt and it's like a little um i don't even know how to describe it it's like this little like atv type thing except it doesn't have anything like a motor it's just like this thing that you can sit on and you can attach it to your snowmobile and he would take us around and blah 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 it'd be super fun but he got to the dead end one day and the gt came off the rope and i was at the end of the road and he drove away and i was like dad dad i I have this memory in my brain and i think i'm like wow was i traumatized by this experience because i think it's like 
six or seven or something like that, right? But um, we hit the end of the road and I was at the dead end and I was like, oh my God, he left me here. I'm going to have to get back on my own, etc. So over dramatic, but that's literally what came to mind when I was writing this, which is really funny. But yeah, it's like we're hitting a dead end and you're like, there's nowhere else to go. I guess this is where I'll stay. But how can you instead solve this problem? How can being a problem solver take you down multiple paths? It allows you again to become the solver of a problem. It allows you to get creative. It allows you to take action. So yes, your client might not get the exact result you promised in the exact time frame you promised, but this doesn't mean anything about you, especially because remember, you are a good person who wants to get results for your clients and you are showing up as your best self. So when this happens, you get to work solving the problem instead of withdrawing into I'm not good enough land, right? Because no creativity or inspiration happens there. I want to switch gears a tiny bit though and talk about holding space. So simply put, when we are uncomfortable with our own emotions, have ourselves on a timeline, etc., we cannot handle the discomfort of our clients. And let me be clear because in the very beginning, I was very uncomfortable with my own emotions. I had lots of work to do around that. So um, I could still hold space for my clients. I was just internalizing all the anxiety and all the fear right which is very common for me when i am experiencing something i withdraw into myself and i internalize it like guys i didn't tell my best friends for my entire life how much anxiety i had around my speech impediment they had no idea until like literally 2018 okay so that's an example of how i internalize things so deeply and shame myself so deeply that I could still hold space for my clients, but it wasn't at the capacity that I knew I could be at. And it just stressed me out more behind the scenes because I'd be like, I need to fix them. I'm not good enough, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, as a coach, you always look back and think I could have coached that better. I could have done that better, but that's because we are always working on our skills, right? We are always working on our skills and improving. So don't feel bad if that is you right now or Okay, so we are uncomfortable holding ourselves. So there is no capacity to hold our clients or very little capacity to hold our clients. So let me tell you a funny story. When I first started to drive, no one ever taught me before I actually took lessons for my license. Like no one was like, hey, Jilly, let's get you in a car. Okay, I'm a clumsy bitch and very uncoordinated. So we all knew that driving would be interesting. And when I first started lessons, I was in the 10th or 11th grade and the instructor picked me up from school and he let me drive. He literally let me drive out of the driveway. I was terrified of the school, which wasn't a driveway. It was just like the exit to school. Let me be clear. So that was a big mistake. I literally drove us into a snowbank, okay? And he was like, okay, here we go. And here's the thing. The instructor got in the car with me, but he didn't shame me after letting me drive. And then when I drove us into a snowbank, he was like, okay, I'm just going to get behind the wheel. No worries. He gently course corrected me and he didn't make it mean that we were fucked and that I was never going to be a good driver, right? So where are you sitting in session or working with clients, letting them drive and getting nervous and feeling like they're in complete control while biting your nails next to them or pushing the imaginary brake because you're afraid of a crash? You need to take control. 
You don't make it mean anything when your clients are in distress or having an issue. That's literally why they came to you. I was having this conversation too with a client um, a couple of weeks ago where she was like, yeah, like sometimes I really try to fix their problem. I know that I do. I get panicked and anxious and I'm like, that's why they come to you. She was like, oh, you're right. Like that, it's literally why they come to you. It's why they need coaching. And you can't be surprised when your clients actually need coaching. Imagine that. I think that we see testimonials and like, as always, only see the highlight reel online. Like we only see my client did this and my client did that. Like guilty, I do that too, right? But it's fucking messy in the in-between. It's fucking messy to get those results. It's work. What we don't see is the in-between on social media. Like at the time that I'm recording this, I'm actually thinking about making a post called client woes instead of client wins because testimonials don't show the amount of mindset work, grit, and shitty moments that lead up to the wins. So all this to say, something I work on with clients is their ability to feel their emotions without making it mean anything and without attributing their stories to their emotions. We are not taught this in school, you guys. It is such a process, and many of us grew up with boomer parents, cough, cough, definitely me, who were emotionally immature. So be kind and gentle with yourself and notice your own discomfort, see it for what it is, relax into it, get coached around it, but don't be in the car with your clients and be unwilling to take the steering wheel because of your own discomfort. I honestly feel like I could talk about this topic for hours, so maybe I'll do a part two at some point. But lastly, I wanted to talk about taking credit for your clients' wins. I've had multiple clients say they feel embarrassed about sharing client wins, taking credit for their client wins, sharing old testimonials, etc. So first of all, being afraid to share old testimonials is such a dig from your imposter syndrome, right? Actually, one of my coaches often says that. She says like, these are new stuff and blah, blah, blah. These are new wins and um i know that my audience has a lot of shame around that right in terms of using old testimonials they're like these are old but that's imposter syndrome it's the same old song and dance what you've done in the past isn't good enough you can't take credit for it and you are only as good as what you're currently creating which is bullshit share those fucking testimonials Like I said, I have a coach that does this and I've seen coaches say a flavor of this, like these are all new testimonials and that's amazing for them. I'm not hitting on them at all. But also your testimonials aren't null and void because they are older than a day. They count, just so we are clear. Secondly, let's ditch the idea that you're taking credit for your client's wins. No matter what your offer is or what you do, you are collaborating with your client. You are doing with your client. You are in process with your client. And not celebrating yourself because you think you shouldn't take credit is your inner imposter telling you again that you just got lucky, that it's a fluke, it doesn't count, you didn't do the whole project so you can't get credit for the grade, etc. Which is fucking bullshit. If you can't acknowledge your part in your client's growth, when will you acknowledge the work that you're doing? It is not humble or modest to be like, oh, they did all the work. Well, yeah, they played a part in it, but so did you, bitch. You put the work in, you collaborated with them, and you are delivering on your service. It deserves to be celebrated and acknowledged. I actually had a client say once in a feedback form that she didn't realize that I'd share her win so much. LOL, like that was a problem because she had so many. (laughs) 
she actually had so many but i decided from then on to block out their name and their picture i also never name my clients unless i have their permission or it's in a video testimonial type thing so i definitely understand the fear and even embarrassing feelings of sharing testimonials but y'all this is a part of running an online business like sharing your client wins and their testimonials is a part of your job and it might be a little uncomfortable but it's probably because you're not used to celebrating yourself go back to last week's episode right or acknowledging the work that you're doing and imposter syndrome strikes again as always and finally that's the last thing see your sharing of client wins as a celebration you are celebrating your clients you are proud of them and yourself yes it is a part of your marketing but why would you feel bad about that sharing testimonials is a way for me to say look you might have questions or wonder if this works look at the clients i've worked with that it has worked for when you reframe sharing your client wins as acknowledging your collaboration and celebrating the results you shift the narrative away from this self-serving how dare i take credit for this type of energy that is really only making you withdraw and avoid marketing more and it's doing nothing for your confidence or your ability to believe that you are making a huge difference in your clients lives Okay, y'all, this was a good one. Maybe I'll do a part two at some point, but I love you guys so much. Go and share a testimonial today. Let yourself read the words, sink into them, feel proud of yourself. And this is how you change your programming. This is how you feel enough. And I would love to do this work together using coaching, subconscious mind tools, and somatic tools to help you clear the limiting beliefs, the fears, the not good enough stories, so you can take action towards your goals, feel confident, and enjoy the work that you do, transform into the person you know you're meant to be, sign clients, make the money, do all the fucking things, right? So I want you to apply at the link in my show notes for six months of private coaching. $8,000 pay in full is my current rate. There is a payment plan and make sure you snag your spot before the rate goes up. Okay, and I'll see you next week. Make sure you go on Instagram and follow me at your coach Jill to follow along for my weekend in North Carolina to my coach's event. I'll see you there. Thanks for listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. Head to the show notes to find out how you can take this work deeper with me in one-to-one coaching or in the From Imposter to Empowered group program. In the show notes, you'll also find a free three-day challenge to start the process of overcoming your inner imposter. And once you're done with all of that, screenshot this episode and share it on Instagram, tagging me at your coach Jill so we can connect. See you next time.